0: We said Trevor is going to be discussing steps 10 and 11, and those are continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it, and sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. So, Trevor, we'd like to invite you up here and hear what you have to say. Thank you, Greg. My name is Trevor. I'm alcoholic. Well, this feels really good having the microphone uh, this way. uh, Andrew, thank you. Kind of the Tom Jones approach. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. You got to do something first. I don't need that. Oh, we got, I saw uh, looking out. I was going, I see we have Jim M. Also from the International uh, keeping it in an international meeting again, one, one week he's in Canada, and now believe it or not, he's somewhere else, so. <laughs> no, a, a good, good to see you guys. Thanks everybody for coming out. Thanks everybody for being here. I really appreciate um, being here. I appreciate being asked by Kevin. I always say that, um, or at least I should. It's good to be able to have a chance to share experience strength and hope uh, in Alcoholics Anonymous um, well I've got a lot to talk about tonight and Carolyn said whatever you well she didn't say whatever you do but she did say don't rehash old stuff <laughs> I think that's the I think that's basically what you said right. <laughs> <laughs> I <can hear> it. <laughs> So this could be kind of quick because <laughs> it's all old stuff, right? But I mean, fortunately, we do have something to talk about because Marianne showed up tonight, and you know, her her sweatshirt I think is apropos for the topic. Is, what does it say? Thank you, Marianne. Hang on, let me overthink this. So I think we could put that, in, you know, I think we could put that uh, as a little note prior to many of the things that we discuss. Hang on, let me overthink this a little bit. I'll have an answer. You know, um, I can't help but think back to central office as I've talked about several times before. Not to rehash, but going back (laughs) to, to central office in Tucson on 16th Street, down by the railroad tracks. Wall similar to this, but with a lot more nicotine patina on them, steps, traditions were up, and we had the ongoing 5.30 meeting that I'd go to and it would go forever, or until everybody had a chance to say what the heck they wanted to say. And so, uh, you know, and it was always kind of a different topic, and I kind of think back on that, and I think about the people I think about, they had great names, you know, Bunky, and Mona, and Katrina, and Three Piece John, and Boxcar Dave, and Dirty Eddie, and Hi Kids Ron! And the list goes on. Great, great memories for that. Um, But my sponsor would sit there, and my friend Ken, who's not here tonight, but Ken would be in the meeting usually. And then, you know, there was the meeting after the meeting, which would go on until everybody had, had to say what they had to say after that, and then we would Ajourn to Austin's or to Denny's or one of the places around town. Not Denny's, Village Inn. Excuse me. Um, But I had a problem, I had a problem, and I told the story, but it's it was it was really a a really a meaningful thing for me. So pardon me if I get a little choked up. Um, I won't. I had a problem. I don't know what it was, but uh, I went up to my sponsor and I was blub 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 blubbering about the problem. It was after the meeting, you know, and it was well after everybody else had gone. You know, it's like I don't know what to do. It was a terrible, terrible problem, and he's looking at me like you idiot, you know. But you know, he said, "I don't know. I don't know what to do. With it. You know, it seems like you're taking yourself very damn seriously about this." and maybe you should stop taking yourself well how do you take yourself how do you how are you supposed to stop taking yourself so seriously he said well one thing you can do is we're going to be here at this meeting again you go to the central office and uh, you know at the, the 530 meeting you bring that up as a topic you know they're always looking for a topic you know we've always heard acceptance and gratitude and all that we hear that all the time maybe you could bring up how do you not take yourself so seriously and I thought that is death that is disaster. I can't do that. You know, I'm going to hear it from, you know, Bunky and Mona and Dirty Eddie and (laughs) Boxcar Dave. And I, I, you know, I just don't want to hear what they got to say. (laughs) Honestly, I didn't want, you know, because I I didn't want to, you know, admit any kind of little chink in my armor, so to speak. But I did. And I, I brought it up. Anybody have a topic? Yeah. You know. I have a topic, and it was, how do I not take myself... So they're all going on, you know, they've got great stories about, well, I I take all my clothes off and stand up in front of a mirror. That thing's you know, it's like, whatever. <laughs> That's why you know it's so helpful to go to a uh, go to speaker meetings. You get all kinds of good input, you know. But uh, mechanic George was there. He was sitting in back of me. I I, I wasn't on the uh, in, I wasn't in the incurable row that that day. He, George was in the incurable row, and George was heading toward retirement. He worked as a mechanic in one of the dealerships in Tucson, and he said the words that were you know, they've changed they changed my life to a certain extent. He said, Trevor, I don't know why you take yourself so damn seriously. None of us do.
1: <laughs> and if
0: I can remember that, I'm better off. I'm much better off. I talked about this with my sponsor. Um, my, my sponsor. <laughs> about, you know, how am I going to prepare for this or that? And, you know, we were talking about this step or that step on this, you know, this little format here. And, you know, he said, you, you, you know what to talk about, you know, I've been sober a while. I got sober April 21st, 1981. So I've celebrated to, or 40, April 21st, 1981, which is 42 and a half years sober. And uh, so I, I know, you know, I know kind of what's going on about these things. I've, I've taken the steps. And so on. He said, You know what to do. This is not the invasion of Poland here. You know? You can do this thing. Don't take it, don't take yourself so darn seriously. You know, just do do what you do what you doing. You know, share your experience, strength, and hope. So that's what I hope to do. I hope I've done it so far. Ah. Carolyn gave me something. This was great. Besides a ride to the meeting, <laughs> um, she, she got this. She got this from um, literature, so it's not uh, it's not AA conference approved, but it's it's okay because it's a, it's it's a it's a quote from it's like it's like the Herbert Spencer quote that we've got in the back of our big book about, um, you know, with the how does it go content prior to investigation, that, that a lot of our problems uh, are derived from having, forming some kind of opinion before before we know something about it. But this, this quote was from Blaise Pascal who's French, and I know, I happen to know, because I know all these, these things, you know, but I know that he was the guy who said I think therefore I am, and that was a really pithy aphorism, uh, but he went on and he said something else, so I thought this was good. He said, "All men's miseries derive from not being able to sit quiet in a room alone." Okay, so you know what? We have we have a couple of steps that are having to do with, you know, we've gotten this far. Presumably, if we're if we're if we're on steps ten and eleven, we've made a good start in the AA program, and here we are. We've got we're we're, we're left with ten. 11 and then next week 12 and one of the, and one of the uh, steps has to do with seeking through prayer and meditation to achieve conscious contact improve our conscious contact with God and so I'll talk about that in a second and you know if, if you're one of the people like me who says who might say something like this ah ah that's fine that's good for you guys but I'm no good at that kind of stuff you know, well, we might have some, We might. I might have some. I might have some uh, things to say about that. But first of all, I'm going to open the big book because there's a lot in here about steps ten, eleven, and and uh, and then of course in twelve. But I'm going to stick to ten and eleven tonight. How about that? No crunch. Normally, normally I start the day, uh, and because, because we're retired, we're able to do this often together. Normally, Carolyn and I start the day with uh, prayer and meditation, or we, we start the day with page 86, 87, and 88. But today, because, um, because I, was, I, I, I prepared for this before, but I, I wanted to look at it again today and kind of live with it a little bit, um, I, I opened it up to, to the part about step 10. Because because this is a lifetime proposition. Step ten is something for our lifetime. It's not just you know one and done. We're not we're we're going to get through this and then and then we won't be, go back to it. This is something that we, we do for our lifetime. It uh, suggests we take personal inventory and continue uh, to set right any new mistakes as we go along. But before I get to what the what the um, what the mechanics of that look like for me, I'm going to point out something. Uh, that is very, very important. The Big Book talks about in step ten, okay? Because we talked about it in step two, but now the culmination of it is in step ten. So um, I hope I'm not repeating myself, but if I am, it's it, it's well worth repeating, okay? Uh, remember, in step two, we talked about we talked about sanity. The Big Book talks about sanity, and my suggestion was what what I'd been told, and which I believe as a result of my experience in Alcoholics Anonymous. Is that the sanity we're talking about in step two has to do with the insanity which precedes taking a drink when sober? You're taking a drink, it's 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 insane for us as alcoholics to start taking another drink. I mean. I knew basically after a few times of being drunk and having, you know, horrible calamities happen, I knew basically what was going to happen, but did that stop me? No, it, of course it didn't, because I'm an alcoholic and that's part of the condition of the disease. right? We, we know what we know, kind of in general what's going to happen to us if we drink, but we go ahead and drink anyway, right, because this time is going to be different, because we're going to do it a little slightly differently, et cetera, et cetera. But somehow or other, we're going to overcome that obstacle in our head saying, you know, uh, it wouldn't be too smart to take a drink. It talks about that over and over in the early steps. It talks about out of the clear blue sky, you know, the thought occurred to me, a drink might be a good idea. And so I did it, you know. And with my case, it was always, if the thought occurred to me or if somebody suggested it, I always did it. It was a rarity if I were stopping drinking or, you know, Uh, Had some good reason to stop, but but if I did, I would start again. Okay, so here we go. It says, um, "How how is it?" Oh yeah, yeah. We've ceased fighting anything. This is the tenth step. We've ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. I'd say especially alcohol, for by this time sanity will have returned. Okay, so if we're up to this step. Or if we've done the first nine steps and we're into ten, we don't sanity will have returned. Okay, because and it goes on to see say what that will look like, what sanity will look like for us. We will seldom be interested in liquor. I've talked about this before. You know, I can walk by I can walk by the liquor aisle and I'm not interested in it now. You know, I was I was early on, of course I was really interested. I mean, almost to the point of you know of temptation. If tempted. So, if tempted, not, not, you know, it, it's going to happen. We recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely. There's the word sanely. Normally, we'll find out this has happened automatically. So we don't have to. We don't have to, you know, drum up this this. Feeling of self-confidence, marching out throughout the day, okay, I'm gonna gonna react sanely here, I'm gonna be not not interested, I'm gonna turn away as if from a hot flame. It just happens, it just comes. This is the miracle of it, something that's unexplained. We're not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. The problem doesn't exist for us. We're neither cocky nor are, are, are we afraid. This is our experience. This is how we react so long as we keep in fit, spiritual spiritual condition. Okay. So how do we get there? At the end of the uh, meeting last week, I talked about I was about a year and a half sober. And I was in Tucson, and I was driving to a meeting. I was I was dressed in much warmer clothes than I've even got on right now because you know even though it was in the middle of the summer I wanted to look good. Uh, And so I went to the maintaining group out on the east side and it's still there. Aaron, if you go to Tucson you can go to the maintaining group okay and you can tell them that you heard about it in Erie, PA. But here's what the maintaining group was all about. Maintaining group was we've done these steps First nine steps, and then now we're on the maintaining steps 10, 11, and 12, and this is what we do. And I heard it, it was dark, and I was lost. I started getting a headache, I couldn't wait to get out of there, and I went. And I, uh, within an hour, I had a sponsor. Mm-hmm. I consider divine intervention, but nonetheless, I got a sponsor. and He explained the reason it didn't make any sense to you, the 10, 11, and 12 thing, I'm, and is. That you weren't that I wasn't there yet I hadn't done the work that it takes to get to 10 11 and 12. you know it's kind of like I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to I didn't want that answer you know I didn't want the answer that oh in order to get to 10 you have to do one through nine I didn't want that answer I wanted to I want to go straight to 10 you know sometimes I hear this right you hear it sometimes it's like you hear the, from a podium you go, Wow, you went from admitting powerless over alcohol, powerless over alcohol to now you're working with people. And you, you know how, how did how did you get from there to you know one to twelve nothing in between kind of kind of odd. Well, what he was saying is, you have to do the work and then you get the rewards. He talked about the, you know, we talked about the promises. You don't get the promises. I'll be the spoil sport who says you don't get the promises until you're halfway through the ninth step. You have to do all these things. But then when you get to ten, sanity returns. Sanity returned for me in the, in regards to uh, the sanity to not drink uh, one day at a time from here on, or from one day at a time. Um, Oh, gosh, I remember being at a... What was it? It was up on a roller coaster road. Yeah, that's the name of the road. It's a roller coaster road a meeting up there. And oh, a woman named Gail was talking to her sponsor, and I was listening in because that's what I did. I had five older sisters, so I was always listening in. Yeah. Learned a lot. And, so, and, and the woman was going... I'm afraid I'm 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 afraid, Susie. I'm I'm just uh, I'm just resting on I'm just resting on my laurels. And Susie turned around to her and said, "What laurels? You don't have any laurels. You don't you don't have any laurels. You know this is this is tenth step stuff. Okay. When we're when we're when you get laurels, we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, we're heading for trouble if we do. It's, it's alcohol is a subtle foe. One of my favorite." Uh, One of my favorite uh, lines in the big book is coming up. Oh, I love it. We're not cured of alcoholism, or as my friend Forrest, well, he's he's now. Forrest S. Forrest Schwabe used to say, "It's not alcoholism, or it's not alcoholism. It's alcoholism." And and Forrest would know because he wore his hardware to every meeting. He wore the his uh, whatever chip he had that year, right here, every meeting, he said, it's alcoholism, not alcoholism. We're not cured of alcoholism, okay? What we really have, you know what, I could just stand here and read this in a a good stern voice and, and accomplish the same thing because this is very, very important, okay? We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Daily reprieve. You ever seen one of those movies where the guy's going to the gas chamber or the electric chair, whatever the case may be, and he gets the reprieve from the governor? You know, it's a last minute reprieve. The phone goes off and they say, okay, hold him, he's not gonna be executed today. Well, that's what we get daily. We don't get it for tomorrow. We don't get it for yesterday. We get it daily, provided what? We, we maintain our spiritual uh, spiritual condition. Every day, got to carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which m- must go with us constantly. We can... Exercise our willpower along this line, all we wish. It's the proper use of the will. I like that also because it's got to do with the it's got to do with the overthinking bit, you know. Um, I don't know about you. Well, I, I kind of do know about you because I've been coming to these meetings and I and I, 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 I know some of you guys, but but I do know in general, alcoholics, including me, maybe tend to uh, have 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 big thinkers, you know. We're we kinda think we kinda think things a lot, you know. And a lot of it is not particularly constructive. Okay? I mean like I said earlier, you know, a couple of weeks ago I said that's when the you know the, the newcomer comes in, he's gonna get a big laugh when he when he says, I've been thinking or you know or other than that he might say something like, you know, I think I've got something figured out here to a sponsor. I've got it figured out, you know. I'm going to think this one through. That's not what we're talking about. The the thing is left to my own devices, if I'm sitting around thinking, I'm going to come up with probably the worst possible the worst possible solution to whatever problem I might have. I mean, I'm just going to come up with, you know, because I'm going to I'm going to make turn it into a catastrophe. I'm going to think of all the worst-case scenarios that can come up. And then I can throw up my hands. And say, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything, you know. And, and and that's so. What solution do we have? Well, the book just gave us one. The proper use of the will is to um, go go out each day and ask, "How can I best serve Thee? Thy will, not mine, be done." These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. Well, this guy, Tom. Uh, Ken's not here tonight, but his sponsor, he was just a he was just a bugaboo about that. he say, well, you know, if you have to say, thy will not mine be done twice, three times, four times, five times, constantly, so be it. It's better than running around thinking, you know, we're thinking, thinking, thinking. Chuck C. says, and... I know other people have said it but I, I believe that he he was he said um, you know we can live our way into better thinking we can't think our way into better living we have to we have to come here and do the action so I use that I use that a lot throughout my days that I will not mind be done in fact to be honest I'd say that's that's kind of what's going through my mind much of the day I will not mind be done I don't think about it in terms of I don't necessarily think about it in terms of uh, God or a, or a higher power or anything like that. I'm just used to saying it, and it's better than what it is I'm saying. I've heard long ago, I've heard long ago that we can, um, it's very difficult for humans to uh, hold two thoughts simultaneously. I mean, we, we, we can rattle off the Rolodex and, you know, Get or get 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 one thought after another, but it's very hard for us to hold uh, two thoughts at the same time as each other. So if I'm saying, "Thy will not mine be done," I'm not thinking, "I wonder what it's going to be like when I go down to you know I'm mean, not you know and, and coming up with this terrible scenario that's going to happen. I've imagined, uh, I've imagined conversations that are going to happen. I've imagined. Conversations that are going to come about that I'm not going to have an answer for. Uh, conversations where people are going. to... I mean, it's all crazy, crazy stuff. But if I just say, "Thy will not mine be done," thy will not mine be done. It sort of like works as a mantra, and it, and it helps a lot. Um, now, step ten suggests we continue to take personal inventory. I got kind of off this track, but there's a lot too. There's a lot to step ten. So I think I'll uh, I. I, I I'll stand by that. Um, Remember back when we were doing step four a few weeks ago? um, I talked about learning how to do a good fourth step, doing a good fifth step. Uh, What we're actually doing is uh, learning a lifetime process. In other words, we learn how to do a fourth step and thus we can do a good successful tenth step later on. Again, Tom, or again, Ken, uh, Ken asked his sponsor he had the voluminous he just had a I don't think he'd mind me saying it he just had a very very long and thorough fourth step and he said well, but Tom what happens if I, uh, I leave something out and he said Tom said well that's what a tenth step is for you can use you can use the tools of the tenth step so here's what I've done um, I did the I did the fourth step um, with Alex yeah, I believe it was in 19. 19- well, it was, it was when I was within my first, my, I was a year and a half sober. I did the fourth and fifth step. And then at, at 19 years sober, I did the fourth and fifth step. Went back through my entire life and, and um, thought of everything that I could that I had resentments about, fears that I had, and, and took it out to my sponsor. Since then, in the remaining 24 years, 23 years, uh, what's happened is uh, since I haven't been resentment free, uh, at times I've I've had to employ the tenth step. So this is what I, this is this is uh, this is where it gets into a little little semantic difficulty, which I want to avoid, but I'll, I'll say it the way that I understand it. Fourth step is, is thorough honest go back through our lives nothing counted but fearlessness and thoroughness we, we you know we write down the first grade teacher if that's an, an issue we write we write down all the things that we had tenth step might be my current enemies list right <laughs> well you know, um, it usually is I, I think that I've got like three little problems I've got three little resentments and I start writing it. And it turns out I've got one, you know, because I'm usually really irritated. I mean, and and my sponsor, I, I go to, I get my sponsor on the line, and we go over it, and we, um, you know, it it gets resolved. So that's the tenth step. It's written, it's written, and it's not it's not back through the entire life. So that's how I understand it. If you want to, if you want to do it differently, of course. There's other approaches to it. It talks about that in, um, in the 12 and 12, as I understand it, that uh, the different people have different approaches. They do daily, or they do, um, you know, like a yearly spot check inventory. They do an annual inventory, what have you. That's up to, that's up to you. I, I, this has worked out pretty well for me. Um, God knows I don't, I don't write every day uh, in terms of an inventory. Certainly not. What I do is I, ch- I t- uh, excuse me, what I do is I turn the page, and when I get up in the morning, uh, I look down on page 86, and about midway through it says, on awakening. And so I start from there. That's what I do, that's what Carolyn and I do uh, every morning, is on awakening, I think about the 24 hours ahead, consider my slots for the day, before I begin, I ask God to direct my thinking, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, If I face indecision, I ask God for inspiration. Throughout the day, things go wrong, I pause, ask for help. Um, if agitated or doubtful, ask for the right thought or action. Constantly remind ourselves we're no longer running the show. Humbly saying to ourselves that term, that term comes up again. Humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. Thy will, not mine, be done. So again, like what Tom had suggested to me way back in 1982, 3, whatever it was, Thy will, not mine, be done. I can say that over and over if I need to. I have a friend, Bill Kay, out in Arizona. If you can spare a prayer for him. He just broke his, God, his shoulder blade in a bicycling accident. But anyhow, um, he talks about that. Like, sometimes you have to just do those in groups of 10 you know, do ten thy will not mine be done, and then groups of ten groups of thy will not mine be done and if it's like wake up in the middle of the night and got the little uh, committee in session, maybe start with the thy will not mine be done I've done it, I've, I I swear on anything that I've done that over and over and over because it beats the alternative of having myself drive driven crazy, okay when I wake up with an unsolvable problem in the middle of the night, I don't know what else to do. You know what? Funny thing, some of us get that way before we do these little shindigs that Kevin asks us to do. You know, we start thinking, well, that'll be good. You know, I think I'll do it that way. You know, and it's three o'clock in the morning. No. No, that's a terrible idea. What's best is uh, just not think about it. Right? Write a few things, ask for some help, and go do it. You know, um, I've got a little I've got a little mental thing now, uh, which I've 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 come to, which is when thoughts like that occur, uh, I just kind of visualize a pardon me, but it's a, envision an octagonal red sign that says stop in white. It just stop that now. No, don't go there. Don't go down that line of thinking. Don't go down that line. And that goes for a lot of things. I'll tell you what, morbid, uh, I'm not yet. I'm not there, I'm not to morbid self reflection yet, but I'll be there soon. Um, Anyway, so throughout the day, that's what I do. Um, I ask God, I will not mind me done. And I don't tire so easily theoretically because I'm not burning up energy foolishly as I did when I was trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. I think that's true. It's, it takes a lot of work to do nuts. Okay, um, so that brings us to the end of the day, uh, which is um, leave it to leave it to the committee who came up with this. They put uh, when we retire at night before on awakening. So you have to flip down to the uh, top of page 86 to get to the, to get to the nighttime procedure. Okay, so this is all 11th step. I've gotten up in the morning. I've you know, I've asked God for to direct my thinking throughout the day. I've asked God when I'm doubtful, thy will not mine be done. <laughs> you know, I've I've you know, taken on the dragon, come home, and eventually I'm gonna retire at night and then constructively review our day. Luther said, you don't have to wait until the very last minute to constructively review your day. You could you could do it like when you get home. You could do it when you get home from work. This was when I was working outside the home. Um, he said he said uh, you know, if somebody's pissed you off in the middle of the day, why wait five hours before you, uh, you know, kind of address this? Go right to, you know, go right to the Father and ask, you know, what. So, what is it we're asking? We retire at night. We review our day. Okay, I'm going to stop with the word review. That sounds like what it says. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? That sounds like uh, sort of like an inventory, right? Sort of sounds like we're taking an inventory, so I think that's where it leads to a lot of the semantic confusion people have with 10 and 11. From my way of looking at it, if I'm writing it down, occasionally because I've got a crop of resentments or fears and anger, I'm doing a 10th step inventory. If I review my day and see if I was resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid, uh, that's my 11th step review so that's what I do every day every night if I don't do it I really should okay uh, but that because it covers it was I resentful was I selfish dishonest or afraid same questions we asked ourselves when we did the four step do I owe an apology in other words is there somebody that I I oh okay what does it look like it's the red paper in front of the like this just closed my vehicle and I can't get in my truck. Red car truck. Yeah, I'm in a station now. the one right there, Jordan, and the door. It wasn't there when I pulled in, so. Okay. If anyone's parked in front of the building, there's no parking there. So you can only park here or there. So if it's right there, anyone's out. out, out okay. The road. I don't think that's anyone here. We know that. Okay. We make that announcement nightly. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Sorry about that. Hope you find that person. Okay. So Okay, so we have made that we've made that uh, review at night. Resentful, selfish, dishonest, afraid. Same same words we ask ourselves when we do the fourth step. Um friend of mine this woman said uh, she's never had a perfect night you know, she's never had a perfect day while reviewing her day you know, never had a day where it went so swimmingly that she didn't have any resentments, wasn't selfish at all wasn't dis- dishonest or afraid so there's always something okay? it might be minor but, it, but there's going to be something do we owe an apology okay? have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once I trust that some of these things could last, or could wait till the next day, but the the spirit of that is is what it says. Uh, We're kind and loving toward all, what could we have done better? Okay, now, um, Luther had me underline this last part. While we're doing all that, We must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection. Okay, so in other words, I'm not going to be, or I shouldn't, I I need to be on guard against beating myself up over things that that I wasn't quite perfect in doing, okay? I'm probably never going to be perfect. That, That was the big surprise for me, you know? I'm... It's probably never going to happen. Forty-two years sober, I do the best I can. My sponsor's fifty-some years sober; he's doing the best he can. He's not perfect, okay? He told me so. I I asked. I mean, you know, I said, "When's this going to get better?" He said, "I don't know. It hasn't yet." You know. (laughs) You know, and he said he constantly he says this thing like, "You know, you and I are so much alike." What does that mean? Well, I know what it means. It's like we've got this little. You got this little, uh, this little voice saying, you didn't do that right, you didn't, you didn't measure up, you know. Somewhere back there in the distant past, you didn't quite do it right and it's going to come back and it's going to, you know, you can call it what you want, you can call it, there's all kinds of psychological terms I'm sure you could employ for that, but what it is, is just, you know, a little nasty little voice that needs to be told no. Stop! We're not going there. Uh, or as Jim said, "Nice try." Right? I, I got that from Jim. I thought that was a very appropriate thing to say that when it comes up. Point being, we don't dwell in morbid reflection. If we can possibly, uh, if we can possibly put the brakes on it as soon as possible, the better. So. So that's what I do, okay? That's what I do with ten and eleven. It it it's it's kind of like uh, you know it's not it's it it there's nothing really particularly g- glamorous or romantic about it. There wasn't anything gl- glamorous or romantic about last week either. It's just stuff from the book, you know. It's just stuff that kind of kind of helps us get along, you know, another day, and uh, you know, stay sober, uh, stay sober and maybe possibly help somebody else. Which brings me to the next thing my sponsor said, what Luther said. He said, you know, when you're reading all that, page 86, 87, 88, you might wanna consider adding on just a little bit. He said, just add on a little bit. What what am I supposed to add on? He said, well, the bottom part of 88, I've got it memorized pretty much. We alcoholics are undisciplined. Well, no kidding. Uh, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we've just outlined. But this is not all. There's action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12, where we're going to take this thing to the absolute pinnacle of whatever, what Alcoholics Anonymous is all about for me. Okay, The very, very best thing that's ever happened to me in Alcoholics Anonymous terms of staying sober, is about to happen if we've gotten this far, okay? Gone through all that stuff that I won't rehash because Carolyn said don't, okay? (laughs) I'm sorry, gonna pay for it. We we went through all that stuff, we did an inventory, we read it out, you know, we, we spent half an hour looking over to see if we'd done it right. You know, we went out and made reparations the best we could. Sharing any more stuff if we as it comes along, and we're we're uh, you know we're seeking to to um, we're seeking to improve our conscious contact with God as we understand Him. But there's more to it. He said, "Read the next two paragraphs that are on chapter seven, working with others about practical experience showing that nothing will so much ensure immunity. Meaning, it ain't going to get you. Nothing there's going to have immunity from drinking as." Intensive work with other alcoholics. Intensive work with other alcoholics with works when all else fails. So that's the, the that's the first part of the topic and I, of, of next week's topic. And I think the most important part of next week's topic is working uh, with other people to share so that they can get something out of this life. That, you know, like I've like I've gotten, which has been just uh, a life beyond my wildest dreams, really. Leslie can't be with us. Jim still here? Tell Jim, Jim down there. And I see a tropical palm tree there, and some. Oh, looks like a. Looks like some winds on the horizon. I don't know. But uh, tell Leslie. um, Leslie asked if there were any books that um, I used with uh, newcomers if they were having trouble with particular steps, and I want to. I just wanted to kind of address that just a little bit because I didn't I didn't answer it entirely. If I'm working with a new person, I'm gonna kind of rephrase it, do you use something, do you use an additional book? If I'm working with a new person, no, I never use any other books than the, than the book Alcoholics Anonymous for the first nine steps or 10 steps. I never use anything else besides that um, because It's the basic text of recovery. That's what we use, and it works. It's worked for for us and for countless others. It's worked for hundreds of thousands of people over decades, so I am not gonna go, that's great, but I got a little wrinkle here that might help you out, or something else. But I will say, uh, in the 11th step, lest I forget, it says, if not members of religious bodies, we can select and memorize a few set prayers. There are many helpful books also. So here's an, in, 11th, in the 11th step, you might want to find some helpful books also. And I sure have. I've got lots of books. In fact, I, mostly I read crime novels, but um, but when I'm not doing that, if I'm interested in something about recovery, I've got lots of books that, that I use or and have used to you know, kind of get my attitude uh, out of the gutter, so to speak. Um, and I've got a few of them, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on and on about what they are or anything like that. But you know, there's a bunch of them. And I wanted to point out too though that, and and then give another handout if you want uh, before you leave. Um, I've got a little handout that I prepared. It was from the Grapevine, dated in 19. 19- 96. There's an article uh, about what Bill, Bill W. and Bob and Dr. Bob, co-founders of AA, did uh, because they didn't have the literature available to them that, that we have. And so this article was written about their special uh, relationship with a man named Emmett Fox uh, who, who was a very popular speaker and extremely helpful to me. Uh, uh, reading his books, um, but it, it talks about how they used those books quite a bit and went and listened to him. So he's one, he's one of the people that they um, got a lot of help from. I, I've got a couple of his books, and, and they've been ex- exceptionally helpful, helpful, particularly in the field of uh, forgiveness of ourselves and others. And um, the other one was a book that apparently Dr. Bob had with him all the time, and if I can find it, it's called uh, the best. Th- oh yeah, the greatest thing in the world by Henry Drummond. It's a beautiful book. If you haven't re- read it, it's it's really, it's really nice. Um, so I'm not going to belabor that. Those are things that you can you can um, read or not read. It's up to you. Um, but whatever you do, one th- one last thing, and I think we'll still have time for questions. Uh, what I got, what I got with, what I got from. Uh, the, the first part or what I was trying to say in the first part and I got very far sidetracked But some people say something to the effect of look, I'm just not a meditator I'm not a prayer person I'm not a meditator and, and uh, pa- Carolyn's sponsor Pat was, said that, words to that effect to Tom, and Tom said so what? doesn't matter, it's part of the program you wouldn't say, oh I don't do inventories very well I'm not gonna do that part, okay, right? And so, if you're, if you're one of those people that doesn't do it, get with, the, get with it, there's ways to learn how to, there's ways to learn how to do these things. You know, if you don't know, ask, find somebody. I, I, I know how to meditate by trial and error and by reading and, and asking people, and I know how to pray, same process. But if I didn't have those tools, I would be lost. And I would be probably one of those people, might be one of those people that kind of goes in and out. I don't want to speculate on that. Anyway, that's been great. Next week's the twelfth step and that's the pinnacle. Thanks. So you don't have a microphone. Trevor's got a microphone. Oh, that's okay. I can, I can shout. Sure. <laughs> All right, so if you have a question, I'll bring you the microphone. I have a question. Okay. I don't, I don't even need the mic. I doesn't need the mic. I don't need the mic. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Lauren. I'm an Hello. Calling. Hello. Hi, Lauren. So um, when I hear you um, talk about doing an inventory for step four and step ten, so I I like to break things a fearless, thorough moral inventory, I look at it like my whole life, just like you said. The 10 is just for, I, like, I look at it like a spot check, so what's really grinding on me today, I'm not going back to when I was a little child. All right. That's like the only difference that, that you see between the 4-step and the 10-step inventory. Yeah, I've I, I I do. A, a, I've, I've done two major inventories of uh, fourth step inventories. Uh, look, I, I do a review every night. I look over what, what's happened during the day. If there a crop of things uh, come up, I might take pen to paper and, and run it by my sponsor. Or it doesn't have to be my sponsor, it could be somebody I trust in, in AA to do that. But I want to warn against something that they warned me about, which is constantly taking my own temperature. Because if you're constantly taking your own temperature, guess what? You might find out you got, you know, you got problems. Okay? Oh, not quite right. Better change something. Okay? And look, we're in this for the long haul. You know, this is not an overnight quick fix. What we're trying to do here is establish a way a way of living. And if we go off on every little tangent we, we come up with, we're gonna get in we're gonna get in trouble. I, I think that. Yeah. Another questions? yes Terry uh, how about oversight on how you do that yeah okay thanks for that Terry I've, I, over the years I've meditated various different ways I was fortunate my, I learned how to meditate early like even before I uh, got drunk for the first time so I remembered that and it was a nice glimmer of, of, of something from my early life but uh, it got <laughs> trumped believe me it got trumped by drinking, so now if I if I I can I can meditate as I understand it. There's a couple of different things. One, there's uh, meditation where we sit down and, and, and meditate in some way. I've I've used mantra. I've used uh, holy names. I've used uh, uh, I've used uh, various different uh, passages. This one of the things that has uh, meditating on on the St. Francis prayer. I've done that' I've, I'm, not, I'm not as diligent on that as I as, as I could be but when I am it's really good. the other part is that daily as we walk around that this is a is a, is a, is a thing it's called a mantrum with an M at the end where we uh, say something as we're going around it turns out I'm saying thy will not mine be done I've been doing that for 40 some years okay? So so that, in its sense, is a a meditation while I'm conscious and I'm I'm awake, and I'm I'm mobile, I'm doing other things. Um, But meditation is something we can get better and better and better with. We can, can, it can improve, and the more that we put into it, I think the more that we get out of it, okay? I had a friend, Howard P., who's passed away now, but he committed to having 35 minutes a day of meditation. And he was one of the happiest men I ever met. Thanks, Trevor.